But that was the period I've told this story many times in which all I did was just listen to the gospel, listen to the word of God. All I needed to do, that's all I used to do. Listen to the mess, listen to messages, read, listen to messages. Any little money I had, I went to buy books and I would copy tapes, buy tapes. Do all, this was before the days of CDs. I did that all the time. And one particular day, I went, I think there was a place where, okay, I think I went to Luth to go and follow up. The nurses were on strike nationwide for many, many months. That was what was delaying my, um, my work from starting. I think I had gotten the job that and they just said, okay, keep waiting for the strike to come to an end or something like that. So one particular day, I just got home. I just sat and said, Lord, I, I want to work. I'm tired of not having a job that I'm doing. Even though I look back now, maybe that's not the way he wanted it. Are you getting my point? Because sometimes we can be very stubborn. we human beings, okay? we children of God. And then sometimes he just obliges us. He says, okay, okay, okay. If I don't give this boy a job now, he will say that uh, his faith is not working. But for me, that period, that was not what he wanted for me. At least I'm very certain in retrospect because that was when I was doing my own um, preparation for ministry. I was really learning a lot that time. And when I, So that day I just got home. I just said, Lord, I remember very well. I just sat and said, Lord, please, I need a job. I want to start working. Now, what I'm saying so is that he gave me a job, but it was only nights. I'm a doctor, so I could get a night job. It just, now, why am I telling this story? That next day, I pray this prayer, let's say, assume, on a Monday. On a Tuesday, I was still at home. I had not gone out. Then I just met somebody looking for you. So I came out on the balcony. Come up now. He said, no, I'm in a hurry. Take this address down. 29, I think it's 25 something. something. Silver. He just told me the name of the, the street. And if I wash it, Lagos. Write it down. So I wrote it down. He said, go there. They need a doctor. I prayed the prayer in the evening. By next morning, this guy just showed up at my door. It's one of my seniors from school. He said, go there. They need a doctor. And I just, I, so I took the address and went there. So I sat down. Okay, you're ready to work. Now, the job we have is for night. I said, oh, fine, night. I prayed it in the evening. I didn't read any advice in the papers. In the morning, this brother came to my, he didn't even wait. He said, I'm in a hurry. Just write this address down. And they said, when I, when I ready to start, it was an immediate employment. I worked there for the next 13 months. I didn't get the job. I didn't advise. I didn't. I was just, I just, in the evening, I just said to the Lord, ah, no. I want to start working. And next month, this guy came to my door. By evening that day, I had the job. What I wanted to say, it's not just the one you scheme for. Are you getting my point? And listen, and God said, Banky, I don't want all of this stressing, gathering money, your, your mates want to buy this, buy that. No. I want you to be a preacher. He didn't say it like that, too. I didn't hear it clearly. But he said, listen, this is how your life is going to be. So the next job I got was only night. I used to go to work from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. And alternative weekends, I'll be at work. And of course, when you're not busy, I carry my tape recorder there, put it there. Sit down, listen to scripture morning, afternoon, and night. I just told that testimony to let you know, it's not only what you hustle for that God gives you. He can send the bird of prey from the east and the man of his purpose from a distant country. When you wake up in the morning, just lift the word up. Don't think for God's word. Just declare it. For example, we've been saying here, this is my season of fruitfulness and multiplication. It's simple. It's in the scripture. It said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. So wake up in the morning, I am fruitful. I fill the earth, I multiply, I have dominion. Just scripture. I said the only thing you should do to it is rearrange the persons. That is, if it's first person, it shall come to pass that they say, I. 
But don't slice and dice it so that uh, in the name of Jesus, I make a million today. In the name of Jesus, I make 7,000 tomorrow. In the name of Jesus, I get 17 customers today. Forget all of those details. It's not godly. It's unnecessary. If you get more customers than you need, it will ruin your business. Are you getting my point? The word reasons. He knows the exact number of customers you should get. That's what I'm I'm going to preach today. If it takes a whole night, you know what night periods are? There are periods in which the money is not enough. Are you getting my point? Night period is when things are not working very well. It took a whole night for God to split that Red Sea. He could have dried the sea like this. But he chose not to do it like that. So many times in your life, he may not work that kind of instantaneous miracle. But your Lord must not come down. That's why I tell Christians, listen, be careful that you don't set yourself up for unnecessary disappointment. What do I mean by unnecessary disappointment? You decide by yourself that a sign of progress is that between now and July, in my business, I will have made 2.5 million. So you now start declaring that every day. That's not the word of God. That one can fail. It doesn't mean God failed. It means the word you spoke is not God's word. That's all. That's what the problem is. Sometimes when we are practicing faith, we turn things around. So that God said, I didn't say that, I can't confirm it. Then when it's not confirmed, we are discouraged. Hope that is deferred makes the heart faint. So we are discouraged. And that's what I'm preaching. Don't set yourself up for discouragement. By giving specifics that the word of God did not give. I declare it's by faith. By the time I finish and what I say, I'll have a car. I never told you that. I never, it's not scripture for it. I'm not saying you can't desire it. Desire is good. Are you getting my point? But what do you lift up? The word. The rod. What do you confess? The word. For example, Psalm 23 verse 1 is so perfect for that. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. You can make your request. No, I've, I've been saying that. You can say to the Lord, ah, by the time, by this period, I would like to have this. I'm asking you for it. Paul said, when you do that, what does God give to you? What does he give to you? The peace of God. Instantly, that one comes. It's instant. You, that peace, you can collect it. As soon as you are getting up from that place, you collect the peace. Because many answers that God wants to give, it's a process. And until you hit a particular point, he says, no, I'm not going to add Isaac to you. You are getting my point? He says, no, Isaac can't come at this point. So what do you keep on declaring? My name is Abraham, a father of many nations. He has made me. It's not, but this time next year, I must have Isaac. Until he came by himself and said it, Abraham had no business declaring it. What Abraham could just simply declare is that my name is now Abraham. A father of many nations, he has made me. That's all he could declare. Christians put themselves in too many... he be declaring things that God did not say. He said that... Um, <laughs> there's one book read, there's a fourth dimension. By Yongi Cho. I, I mean no disrespect. Hmm? People say, now you now go... After you ask God for it, you now go and declare to everybody that now I have that thing. Now be testifying. That praise God, I have a car now. Praise God, I have a car now. I won't lie to you. 
I don't read Bibles more. I won't advise that. Think about it. Who now starts saying that? Um, say, where is the car? It's in the realm of the spirit. <laughs> then why don't you just tell us straight? Brethren, I have a car right now in the realm of the spirit. And we'll say amen with you. And nothing wrong with that. Listen, after all these years of studying the word of God, I decided that it's not necessary. I'd rather say something like this. My car is coming. Yeah. It's coming. When is it going to get here? Don't know the specific date, but it's coming. I've asked a lot for it, and it's coming. Until that time, what do I declare? Again, I keep on saying it. The young lions can hunger, they can suffer lack. But those that seek the Lord will not lack anything good. I can declare boldly, I have everything good for today in the name of Jesus. I have it, everything good for today in the name of Jesus. Why? Because the Lord is my shepherd and he said, I will not lack anything. So right now, I don't lack. How come you don't have a car? Because I don't need it. You're sure you don't need it? That's his judgment. If I needed it to be here. It's his judgment. But my car is coming. Believe me, it's coming. When is it going to get here? I don't know for sure. But it's coming. What am I saying? We keep the rod lifted. In the midst of economic circumstances, we keep the rod lifted. We don't keep our desires lifted. I hope you are getting my point. What do we keep lifted? Is the rod. That is what is lifted up. That's my preaching for today. That's what I came here to teach today. It may take a whole night. But we must never. And like I was saying earlier, once it is the word you are keeping lifted, it is easy. It's when you keep the other things lifted that you have a problem. If it's the word, it is easy. Let me say this as I close. Pick up, pick, pick up from there next time. I, I wanted to do a bit of that, but my time is really far gone. I said at the beginning, every situation, every circumstance in life has a rod. You don't have to change it. It's not like this one is not working. It's just taking a whole night. What do I mean? There's a set of teachings we did some years ago here titled The Saints of God. There I tried to explain that God has something specific he has said about everything in life. Take as an example. You know I told that the world is structured to ensure that your rod goes down and another stick is given to you. For example, you are approaching the, you've crossed the age of 40, you're approaching 50, you're crossing 50. The world tells you things. It's good. They have a lot of twigs, sticks, tray, what they call leaves they want you to lift up. You know you are old now. You are going to become slower. You will not remember as much as you used to remember. You know you will start forgetting. You know you can't run the way young people used to run. No. Don't enjoy yourself. You know, they start telling you everything. You will not see as well as you used to see. All of these things are recorded in medical literature. They have statistics to show that 85% of men between this age and this age will have this amount of increase in their prostate size and they will describe all of those things for you and then you read it and call it medical information. And churches will organize programs. One day I was sitting in my house. I was hearing radio. Some of my colleagues were there. I remember one reverend sister and I was so disappointed. I said, ah, reverend sister, 
this is your sisterhood is not reverend at all. Because what you have said today is against the word of God. They said, what do you want to say to everybody? She said, they said it was glaucoma awareness day. She said, preach glaucoma the way you preach the word of God. Ah! That was the final word on radio. A reverend sister, I think she's a doctor or a nurse or something. So they are part of the glaucoma awareness team. And they spoke on radio and spoke, telling people how they are doing free eye checks and all of that. And she said, so they said any final word from each of the people. Her own tongue was, preach glaucoma like you preach the word of God. That day I said, no, this God is patient. Maybe in ignorance. But that's what the world does. The world will tell you, preach cancer awareness. Preach diabetes. One day I was eating sugar. One of my junior colleagues, I emphasize the word junior, because she should have listened to me, a senior colleague. It's not pride. I know more than she does. He said, ah, that's not good. I said, what is wrong with it? He said, diabetes. I said, I will not get diabetes. Forget that thing. And I only had this number of sugar because I knew people like you would talk. So I wanted to reply. So I was planning for you ahead. <laughs> the world wants to give you wrong roads. When you are approaching that age, instead of getting medical literature, that will be preaching glaucoma, preaching cancer, preaching diabetes, preaching prostate enlargement, please buy a Bible. Open to Isaiah chapter 53. Open to Psalm 92. Pick those scriptures, put them together, and lift up the rod from the, the moment I'm approaching middle age, hits your mind. The moment you start looking and you're not seeing clearly, get rods and keep them. It may take a whole night. That's my emphasis for today. We'll start declaring it. When they say, you see, preach glaucoma, I say, no, I will preach the word of God. I have a covenant established on better promises. Moses was 120 years old. His eyes did not dim. His strength did not abate. I will quote that every morning. Tell glaucoma, go and find somebody else. Go and meet that reverend sister. She will tell you who you can have. <laughs> she will tell you who you can go and visit. Go to her clinic. Sit down there. Don't come near my house. The word of God is medicine. It's tangible medicine. Oh God, that's another thing we should understand. This, God, this word of God, will, Apostle, write that one down again. We need to do another seminar titled The Word of God. Let's just come and talk about that word for like seven days. Because if we don't understand Him yet, I don't want to say it. Because it's a living person, it's a living being, it's a living thing, it's a real substance. These are the things that the word of God is. It becomes flesh. It becomes medicine. When it's properly taken, it can convert itself into an antibiotic and kill bacteria. When you take it properly, it converts itself into an antihypertensive and kills hypertension. It's not, we are not wishing. He does not understand this is incurable. Why do people have so much faith in people that decide that things that actually kill are incurable? We had a seminar the other day. I was supposed to speak my office. He said I should talk about the role of accurate diagnosis 
in the management of metastatic breast disease. When you see the word metastatic, it's only cancers that use it. Of course, <laughs> we sat down and did all the preparation. There's this brilliant professor from Zaria. That guy is brilliant. And when you first see him, you will know he's that brilliant. He's an oncologist. He's a radio oncologist. So he treats people with... Um, he treats only cancers. That's the only job he does. You're reading radiotherapy and drugs. The man is brilliant. When he's talking like this, his stuff eh, arranged inside his body. Brilliant. Only if he didn't speak it. I was supposed to speak before him, but he spoke before me because he had to catch a flight. He was rushing out of town to get to Abuja to address something that federal government was doing the next day. I wasn't here, you know? So he kept on talking, kept on talking. When you use these drugs, when you move this one, you remove this, you change it for this. At such times, you can't come back in one year if you have made this particular dose. Then, in fact, it's been shown that women like this can live another nine months. <laughs> you hear what I said? In all his brilliance, he gave it nine extra months. Then he talked like this, talk like this. When you add this drug, this drug is very good, been shown to be good, it's very good. It improves survival from 24 months to 29 months. <laughs> and they were just speaking, I just shaking my head. And they were explaining that one particular drug there, that one, you take it for a number of courses. Each cost comes to about one million naira a month, and you take it from for loading those ten months. No, no, no. We quickly did a mental calculation. It came to twelve million. One single cost takes about nine to eleven months. Came to twelve million naira. And if you were there that day, the way the man was speaking, you know, when I got up to speak at a particular point in time, I pointed out to everybody. I said, "You see everything that prof was saying." Because they were saying I had to say some things. I said, everything that I was saying, I said, very, very true. I said, but don't forget, those have side effects too. <laughs> it's not cure. No, because I forgot what led to it. I was saying some things. I think somebody asked a question. I can't remember for sure now. But I had to point it out. I said, ah, forget that brilliant talk. But one woman, when I came back to sit down, one woman beside me said, ah, do I, that she recognizes me. I said, from where I came to their church to preach. I said, okay. He said, it's everything they are saying. Is this so? I said, no, ma, it's not so. I said, this is just a hospital, so this is the way things are said here. <laughs> no, I said it to her straight. I said, it's a hospital, this is the way things are said. She said, okay. Then what about, and I began to, we, ah, I was started another small sermon there. I was explaining, I said, the problem with a lot of people is that they don't really trust God, they don't believe God, just that when things come to the end like this, they start looking for help in any corner, and God says, sometimes you will call upon me, I will not answer, because there was a time, I said, this, I know we're just discussing things like that. But why am I saying all of these things? If you see the way people hold on to these things rigidly. Look, the drug we're talking about, it doesn't do anything, like I told you, that was one of the drugs that adds nine months to your life for. Oh. 12 million naira, buy nine months. You go tell your family, take the money, let me just die nine months early. <laughs> no, but we believers, that's what I'm making. We should exercise our faith in God totally. Think about it. This amount of money, taking over about a year, just to extend life statistically for just a few months. Ha ha. Why don't we build our faith now? 
hold up our rod from the beginning. Not commit all our faith to people who admit that they don't have the answer. They admit it. That, I said something the other time. Even before we look for medical help, let's, because God can use doctors, he does. I read, read the story in Ben Carson's book. He told you the story of a boy that had been given up for dead by all the doctors. But the parents prayed. They prayed. And finally they came to Ben Carson and said to him, the Holy Spirit said we should go and meet you, that you will treat this boy and he will be well. And they checked all the medical records and said what the other doctors said, they are correct. They said to him, we are sure. We prayed. And the Lord said we should go and meet you and that you will treat this boy and he will be fine. Ah. He said their faith was so strong that he had to oblige them. Young boy, less than 10, he had a particularly bad kind of brain tumor growing in a bad part of the brain. Double strike. So he said, okay, let me just see you. Let me just do something. So he took the boy to the theater, opened the brain, you know, looked in that area. Oh, this tumor is bad. This tumor is bad. They said, but since I'm already here, let me just remove as much of it as is reasonable. So he removed a bit of the tumor. So I was sent to my pathologist. So they sent to the lab. After the surgery, of course, the result came out. The same thing. Horrible tumor. The boy, it's not like he survived. He said, but because he removed a bit of it, he did, a, he did a scan of the brain head again and noticed that the tumor was not actually growing where they thought it was growing. It only wrapped around the critical part of the brain, the brain stem. He said, oh, it's actually separate. Ah, he said, if that's the case, then we can touch it. Because before, they thought they couldn't touch it because of where it was growing. So he took the young boy back to theater. And this time around, he now saw it clearly. And cleared all the tumor, cleared everything, as much of it as he could clear. And then, of course, by the next day, the boy began to recover. A few days later, the boy was conscious, you know. So he now told the parents, I was very happy. Ah, well, thank them for pushing him to do what he did. And I said, the next course of treatment is chemotherapy. And the parents said, it will not be necessary. He said, at that point, he was ready to listen to them on anything. Because if you know medicine well enough, chemotherapy is deadly. The other day I went to work. I saw one of my friends, a Christian, one of the full gospel chapter presidents. I saw him. I said, ah, okay, what are you doing here? He said, it's not a good place. I'm seeing you this morning. He said, it's not a good place. It's not a good place. He said, one of our brothers just died. I said, what happened? He said, he had this particular disease. So they started chemotherapy five days ago. He took four courses of treatment and died. The drugs just killed him. Without the drugs, that lived maybe another six months. But they gave him drugs for four days. He died. Some people will survive small. And that particular treatment they were treating the guy for, they'll leave him under one month. The disease is not a hair word. There are diseases people get. They'll tell the doctor, move back, move back. Call all the pastors. They will pray until the fellow either gets well or dies. Whichever way is better. Because the doctor will like the same thing. I'm t- I know what I'm doing. <laughs> telling you... The Lord is good. So that was why. So the parent just said to, the, to Ben Carson, said, no, that it will not be necessary. The normal course of treatment was now go on for chemotherapy. He said, they just told him flat, it won't be necessary, that what you have done is all you are supposed to do. We are going home. Discharged them and told them, okay, see me in a few weeks. The boy came back, fine. See me six months later, the boy came back, fine. See me next year. At the, at the time I was writing that book, the boy was fine. He was going to school. He was growing. The tumor left the boy alone. 
Did their faith work? Yes. Did they use a doctor? Yes. But their faith was never in that. You see, because they told the man, no, 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 you have gone. That's enough, that's enough, that's enough. God says, stop here. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Even when God has to lead us to use all of these other methods, are you getting my point? Let us have our faith in him and keep the rod of God up all the time. I was talking about the aging process. It gets to a point, it's not about, uh, is it working, it's not working. It may take a whole night. Sometimes it's good to start this rod early. Keep the rod up. Look at it every day. Jesus, we read the other day, when Moses put up that serpent, he said, anybody who will look up at it, what are the words again? Steadily, attentively, with a... One of the words is with a steady and absorbing gaze. That's what I'm teaching. That's what I'm teaching. Let's ask our feet. Don't drop the rod. Keep it up. That's what I'm teaching. We are not dropping it. Last time we were lifting up the rod concerning health. Remember, I said it may take a whole night. I also said, listen, God has something he has said about everything. Please let me recommend that set of messages again. Um, The sayings of God. Please, I'm recommending the messages. Go and get the messages, okay? Saints of God. It's about 13 different messages in which I picked different things. I picked health. I picked finances. I picked long life. I picked different things and brought out the scriptures concerning each one. What we are supposed to do is take the scripture and just lift the word of God up. Let's begin to lift God's word up again. Let's start with thanksgiving. Let's thank him. Say, Lord, thank you. Because with you, nothing is incurable. Nothing is incurable. Lord, nothing is incurable. Thank you. Nothing is incurable. Say, Lord, your provision is not decided by the economy. Thank you. Heaven's provision is not priced according to international price of crude. The euro does not determine it. Whether Britain leaves the European Union or not doesn't affect heaven's provisions. Give God thanks for that. Lift up your voices and thank him. Say, Lord, thank you, because you are God. You are the judge of the whole earth. Say, Lord, thank you. You hold my life. Your word sustains me. Thank you for authority. Thank you for the ability to wield your authority by the word you have placed in my mouth, in our mouths as believers. Say, Lord, we thank you. Just thank him. Thank him. Use those words I'm using. Use your own words, but make sure you are grateful. And you open your mouth to show that gratitude. Thank him that even though it may take a whole night, you know your sea is parting. You are passing through. You are escaping from the Egyptians. And you are entering into your promised land. Say, Lord, thank you. Say, in the name of Jesus, I acknowledge you as my God. Say, thank you for your word. It works. It's alive. The word is alive. Say, I lift up my rod. Say, thank you for the rod. You put the word in my mouth. That's my rod. Like we're doing last time. Let's thank him for health again. Because Jesus died. This is my rod. Jesus died. Say it, say it aloud to God, it's my Lord. He died and nailed my sickness to the cross. 
said, by his stripes I have been healed. Is able to say to the uttermost, anyone who draws near to God by him, is able to heal to the uttermost. Say, Lord, I draw near to God. I draw near to you. I draw near. I draw near. I draw near. Therefore, I know I am saved from every deadly disease. Even if it is genetic, I'm saved. If it's caused by something I did, I'm saved. If it's caused by something I ate, I'm saved. Caused by an infection, I'm saved. They say it's age, I'm saved. Why? He's able to save to the uttermost. Declare it upon your body. This is the rod, I spread it over me. I spread it over me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I spread the rod over me. I break every hindrance, every seed that's preventing health from coming in is broken by that word, by that rod. That rod says it clearly, by his stripes I have been healed. That rod speaks. It says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in me, is giving life to my mortal body. Is energizing every part of my body from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, making my eyes see clearly, removing dementia from my brain, healing my stroke. They said it was incurable. No, the world is giving life, rejuvenating it, healing my nose, my sinuses, my mouth, my throat. Everything in my chest and my stomach, my back, my arms, my inside, my stomach, everything inside, my liver, my kidneys, my intestines, everything down to my hips, everything inside, my legs, my knees, all the way down to my toes is giving life to my mortal body. I raise the word over it, the rod, parts every obstruction to health. It sends me help that I need. The word brings me food and clears away every deficiency. That word, I lift it, I lift it up. What is the word? It's the word of healing. Himself took my infirmities and my diseases. By his stripes, I have been healed. Somebody needs to write that on his wall. Somebody needs to write that thing as your screensaver. So that you look at it every time. Don't make excuses for any disease. God said to Jeremiah, don't raise another rod. Do not say, this is why I'm sick. Do not say, this is where it began from. Do not say, the doctor said, no. Everything I tell you to say, speak only that one. So Jeremiah, from now on, you will use my words. Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Say, Lord, your word that's in my mouth, I declare it over my body today. I'm not making excuses. Sometimes they say, it's because of your weight. That's why your knees are bad. I said the word can think. The word can remove the weight if that is necessary. Just speak to the knees. Say to the knees, I raise the rod of God over you. I speak to you, receive life. 
The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in me. And is giving life to my mortal body. That's what he said in Romans chapter 8. He took my diseases, nailed it to his cross. Declare it upon your toes. Upon every part of your body. Every part. The world will bring help if it's needed. If your faith will carry the doctor, he will bring it. But lift up only the word. Don't lift up a medical journal. Lift up the word. Speak concerning your finances. Don't make excuses. Don't say, I am broke because of the economy. I am broke because I lost my job. I am broke because dollar is expensive. My business is bad. No, those are the wrong roads. Don't lift them up. Don't lift them up. This is what you will say. I will not sink because of the storm. I will not sink because of the waves. I have the faith of God. And because of that, I lift up the rod of God. That's what you say. What is the rod? <laughs> he was rich. That's the grace of the Lord Jesus. He was rich. And he became poor. I, through his poverty, have been made rich. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He did not say, I have a job, I shall not want. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is, the word is able to bring a job or bring money, whatever it is. The word works. Declare God's word. Say, he makes all grace abound towards me. I have all sufficiency in all things. And I abound to every good work. Say in the name of Jesus Grace abounds towards me That grace opens doors for me That grace brings help to me That grace brings businesses That grace brings clients That grace brings wisdom Favor comes to me Declare it upon your life and upon your business. The Lord surrounds the righteous round about with favor as with a shield. Say, I am surrounded with favor. I am surrounded with favor. I will not go down because of the economy. Because the rod is upon my sea. The rod is high lifted on the mountain. As I go about my business, the rod is lifted upon my mountain. That rod says, my seed will be mighty on the earth. My business is my seed. My career is my seed. It will be mighty on the earth. The rod says simply, the Lord is my shepherd. And for that reason, I shall not want. The rod went out and spoke. It said to me, be fruitful and multiply. It said, fill the earth and subdue it. He said, have dominion. He said, I have dominion. I am fruitful. I multiply. 
I feel the earth. That's the word. That's the word. That's the word over your business. Be fruitful. Multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. And have dominion. That is the word over your business. The price of the dollar will not be able to bring it down. Because when the mouth of God commands, His Spirit will go out and gather. Favor is gathered to you in the name of Jesus. Health is gathered to you in the name of Jesus. Resources are gathered for you in the name of Jesus. Doors are open to you in the name of Jesus. This is the rod of God. I am the Lord. I am the one that gives you power to get wealth. This is the rod of God. The Lord gives me power, the anointing, the ability to create wealth. I am a wealth creator. I am a wealth creator. I am not a beggar. I am the head. I am not the tail. In the name of Jesus. He said to Jeremiah, I have appointed you this day over nations. Over kingdoms. To pluck up, to break down. To destroy, to overthrow. To build and to plant. Listen, I just feel like telling us something. We are closing now. I just feel like telling us something. There's a technique here for praying. You know, he said to Jeremiah, I have appointed you this day. He put his word in his mouth. I have put you over kingdoms, over nations, to pluck up, to break down, to destroy, and to overthrow. He said, and to build and to plant. What does that mean? If you see anything that's obstructing your way, you're supposed to pluck it up, break it down, destroy it, and overthrow. Now, this is what mystic Christians miss when they are praying. Say, this thing, I break you down. It's not full prayer. That's less than half. You don't just say, I break you down. You know what the thing is saying? Why? <laughs> are you getting my point? How will Jeremiah break down? He is with the word of what? Of who? Of God. He lists the rod. Let me give an example. They say that, ah, you, maybe you're a contractor, you've applied for a contract, say you don't know somebody, you don't know, and you, you've heard it again and again and again. What most people do is say, who do we know? They start making calls. No, that's an obstruction. It has to be broken down. It has to be uprooted. It has to be pulled down. Are you getting my point? It has to be overthrown. So what do you do? You say, I don't know somebody. I break you down. No, 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 no. You go back home. Say, Lord, what is a word for those who don't know people? Are you getting my point? So God will now say, as an example, I surround the righteous with favor as with a shield. So next time somebody says, you don't know somebody, say, I know everybody. Why? The Lord surrounds me with favor as with a shield. That's how you break that down. And you, be, you are careful to respond. You never sympathize. Let me not offend. Do you know somebody? Say yes. Who do you know? In this one, I know God in heaven. David said, who do I have in heaven but thee? For that reason, upon this earth, I have desired no human connection. Are you getting my point? Begin to break down. Just take a few minutes. 
break something down. Just look for something to break down. You get my point. <laughs> break something down. Say your ministry is not moving forward. Why? You don't have money for advertisement. He said, what? Say in the name of Jesus, the Lord will advertise me. The birds of the air will carry the word of God. He said, it is written. It is too small a thing, God said to Isaiah, for you to be my servant to redeem Israel alone. He said, I will make you a light to the nations. That's the word. Breaks down obstruction. Break something down. Say in the name of this obstruction. Hear the word of God. The Lord surrounds me with favor as with a shield. You can't stand in my way. He said, there's no capital. He said, no. God will send me help from above. He said, he sends a man of my purpose, of, of his purpose from a distant country. If God has to send a man from another country to come and help me, I will get everything I need. And I don't have to know him ahead of time. Say, so in the name of Jesus, I break this down. We'll break down with the word of God. And last of all, he said, to build and to plant. Let's begin to build again. It's with God's word. The same word. Like I said, you don't need to change the rod. Build. Say, I'm fruitful. And I'm multiplying. I am filling the earth. In all that I do, I prosper. In all that I do, I prosper. In all that I do, I prosper. Let us begin to give him thanks so that we can close. Give him thanks. Say, Father, thank you. Everybody just repeat after me. Say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I am above alone. I am, alone. I am not beneath. I am, not beneath. I am the head. I am, the I am not the tail. I am, not I am seated above. I am, above. I, am I am not lying down below. I am above the devil. I am above the, I am above the economy. I am above I'm above diseases. In Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus I am above all. He that is from above is above all. I have been born from above. I am with God, seated on his right hand, with Christ Jesus. I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. I have overcome. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Say all crosses have been broken. I always like to say this. Nobody should tell you, come and break a cross, it's been broken. Listen, if you give any offering to break a cross, you will get two more. So forget all of these things. I keep on telling Christians, if you want to give money, give money. Are you getting my point? It doesn't break a cross. If you want to give money, what do you do? Give money. And I think you should give money. In fact, give money between now and tomorrow. Just give to somebody. Even though you are broke and you have only 500, share it into two. That's somebody 200. Be a giver. Amen? But please, that's not what's breaking the curse. I'm saying to you, your curse has been broken. Amen. Don't fast to break a curse. It's not necessary. The curse has been broken. Amen. If you want to fast, fast for serious thing. Like God, I need to understand scripture better. Go to a corner and read. Declare God's word. I have understanding. The spirit of understanding is with me. In the name of Jesus, God has opened my eyes. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him. The eyes of my understanding is being enlightened. Do that. But don't say, I want to fast to break a curse. Because the curse has been broken. Amen. Every curse in your life has been broken. 
How? Because Jesus died for it. That's it. He has paid the price. Let's not take anything from this Lord Jesus Christ. Annoying. When you watch TV, sometimes it just offends your soul. Offends your soul. It's annoying. Jesus has broken the curse in your life. You are, somebody said, give an offering for three generations. So what about the fourth generation now? Listen, the sins of three generations and the ten generations, whatever before your own, they all disappeared in Christ. What did I say? Say it again. Say after me, say in the name of Jesus. I am free. Another thing, even if you are the one that put your hand into trouble, I say to you again, you have been forgiven. Amen. Therefore, you are free. Amen. HIV is driven out in the name of Jesus. Amen. You are free. Amen. You won't die early. Amen. You will live long. Amen. I don't care the blood pressure they measured yesterday. Today it is down. Amen. I, don't care the, I don't care what the blood sugar was that was measured yesterday. I declare to you in the name of Jesus, today it is down. Amen. You will live long. You will not die young. Amen. You will fulfill the purpose of God for your life. Amen. I like to say this as you travel, safety is your portion. Amen. No evil will befall you. Amen. And no plague will come near your vehicle. Amen. If that road, that car was ordained for accident that day, now that you have entered it, the accident has been postponed. Amen. If the people will repent, it will be eradicated forever. Amen. But while you are there, you will be a deliverance for the people. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Those who are with you, they are safe. Amen. Because of your presence. Amen. Paul was inside the ship. The ship was wrecked. But he said an angel said nobody would die. And nobody died. Because of Paul. Like for you also, the same thing. Your family, they are safe because they are yours. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God will show your father mercy. Amen. He will show your mother mercy. Amen. He will show your brother mercy. Amen. He will show your sister mercy. Amen. Your children are born in mercy. In the name of Jesus Christ. No evil will befall them. See those your children, they are signs and they are wonders. Every negative thing in their life is a story that will be told later because the glory of God will be manifested in their lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. Go home and leave the rod of God over their heads. Say to them, you are the seed of the righteous. And you will be mighty upon this earth. In the name of Jesus Say to your child, Satan will not get you. You know, Jesus said something. Parents need to learn to activate that. He said, all the ones that God has given me, I have kept them. All your children, they are kept. In the name of Jesus Christ. All your children, they are kept. None of them will be an unbeliever. None of them will smoke. None of them will use drugs. None of them will be a harlot. None of them will be a whoremonger. None of them will die early. All of them will manifest the glory of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. See, go back. If you have a child, you didn't give a name that speaks of destiny. Go and add one tonight. Go and add one. Give them. Look, when I was naming my children, I made sure that, because I had this revelation beforehand, I give each one of them a name that has God in it. That is prophetic. I call one Akinolu, God's warrior. Olubenga means God has lifted me up. The Lord has lifted me up. I told my daughter, you know, her name is Deborah, you're a prophetess. Are you getting my point? And her name, Yoruba name means that God has given me joy and wealth. And the last one has the most dangerous of the names. The name is so long, it's a sentence. If you call the boy Victory, you have abbreviated his name. Like he called me Banky. That's why his name is Victory. 
His name is victory over the devil, over sickness, over poverty, over diseases, over all the works of the devil. Now, so we write them, except just to be able to fit inside paper, now we'll shorten them to victory. As I don't call the boys Victor. His name is not Victor. His name is what? Victory. Because it's a sentence. Some of his name is devil, you don't die. Isaiah said, I and the children whom the Lord gave to me, we are for signs and for wonders. All your own children, they are for signs and for wonders in the name of Jesus. Even if you don't have them yet, they are coming. And they will come as a sign and as a wonder. They will speak of God's goodness. They will speak of God's power. And they will give him the glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's give the Lord thanks. Father, we thank you. Okay, want to go? Let's share the grace in fellowship. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we have passed into life, we have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil, because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One more time. This is my season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus. Bless somebody on your left and your right. This is your season of fruitfulness and multiplication.